0: Welcome to the Creating Queensland podcast. This episode is brought to you by DA Tracker, Australia's number one development application tracking and collaboration platform for private town planners. You can find out more about DA Tracker by searching DA, that's D for development, A for application, tracker.com.au. In this episode, I interview Rob Flux. Rob Flux is a Queensland property expert, and he has been my guest on the Creating Queensland podcast previously. Uh, In this episode though, we talk about what's happening in the current market and his predictions. I assure you there is some great information in this episode. If at any point though, it sounds disjointed, that's probably because the sound engineers were instructed to edit out my hyena laugh where possible. Uh, My computer died at one point during the interview, and because we we're filming over Zoom, Rob was sharing his screen. So if we refer to graphs, um, you'll have to talk to Rob about those. If you aren't sure who I am yet, I am Jessica Reynolds. I am the host of the Creating Queensland podcast. I am also director of Urban Planners Queensland, a private town planning consultancy based in Brisbane. If you would like any more information about me, you can find me on LinkedIn, searching Jessica Reynolds, Urban Planner. I hope you enjoy this episode.
1: My market prediction is that um, we're weeks away from being formally announced as being in a recession. Okay. So because there's a technical definition as to what a recession is. So we have triggered it, but we have to wait officially till the end of the quarter for the government to announce it.
2: Yeah. So my understanding is uh, a recession is based over a certain decline over a period of time.
1: Yeah, so it's two negative GDP quarters in a row. Okay. Okay. So so we have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just waiting for the end of the month for them to then go, yes, it's actually occurred. Um,
2: what does that mean
1: uh, <laughs> for us? Oh, it, means, it means a lot of things. Um, it means uh, tightening of bank lending, which is already happening. It means changes to, uh, I guess, how applications are, are, are going. It means means... Uh, our unemployment rate is just insane at the moment, like massively insane. Um,
2: do you know how our uh, unemployment rate compares to, I guess, 2009?
1: Uh, yeah, give me two secs and then I will show you.
2: It, there's this all is... these facts and figures that um, you obviously think about, but you never actually go and do the research yourself unless it's in a news article.
1: Uh, well, this is what I am doing the research on, and this is the, mm-hmm. the half-day event that I'm running next weekend. So okay. let, me grab, let me grab that presentation. I'll bring it up and I'll share a couple of slides for you. This is the official ABS stats. Okay. So uh, officially we're at the 6.2% unemployment rate. Mm-hmm. The problem is that the way that they measure that is pretty um, uh, pretty ludicrous, because mm-hmm. they're trying to make the stats look good from a definition perspective so that they can always say, hey, unemployment's low. Mm-hmm. Um, when we look at the stats, the results are released here. Mm-hmm. But they're actually a month behind. They're actually capturing that area there. So that's 6.2% okay. actually a month or so ago. So that's the mm-hmm. first to that. Um, if we look at it like that, so mm-hmm. that's the GFC there, that was our mm-hmm. unemployment rate at the time. Okay. We have dropped off a cliff. hmm um, then there's the what is actual unemployment? So the definition of unemployment. So whether you're employed or not, you need to actually be four weeks unemployed and have no chance of getting a job. Mm-hmm. There's actually that job keeper is keeping 3.5 million people employed. Mm-hmm. When back here, six hundred thousand dropped off. So if you didn't have JobKeeper, it'd be four million unemployed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that three and a half million as well was the corrected version, wasn't it? Because it was originally they were talking about six million in JobKeeper.
1: Yeah, correct. Mm. Yep. Okay. So when you look at so this is the official unemployment rate, then this is the underemployment rate. So underemployment is people that are being kept in a job but they're not doing the normal hours. Yep. And when you add those two together, this is where we're actually at, 20% mm-hmm. underemployment. Um, if you look at GFCs and, and uh, the 1990s recession and all that sort of stuff, uh, we're in uncharted territory. We're, we're mm-hmm. in a world of pain. All of the results that we get, so all the unemployment stats I just showed Mm -hmm. you is always a month behind. All of our sales for realestate.com and and that sort of thing, it's always a month behind. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to make uh, decisions right now, but we don't get the decisions until somewhere in July. Mm -hmm. And we're making decisions posthumously. So we're making decisions on stuff that's happened back here. Yep. Now... We know that all the restrictions are going to be removed by September is what all the governments are telling us. Mm-hmm. So we've got a really long timeline of look what's happened here and we've got such a long way to go. Yeah. The banks, on the other hand, the banks have had visibility of everything very differently to us. So the okay. bank gets to see your bank account. They get to see, oh, you are unemployed. Oh, you are on the JobKeeper benefit. Oh, you mm-hmm. are... You have asked for mortgage relief and uh, so they're seeing everything before and we are seeing everything after. They're um, probably
2: seeing yeah. the real results too rather than reported results too, I'd imagine.
1: Correct. So, so we don't get our results right now until here, but the banks have been seeing it for months and months and months.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So all of the banks are predicting um, some massive amount of foreclosures. Mm-hmm. Um, they're predicting anywhere between a 10 and a 32% drop in the market Mm -hmm. because they've got real data. Mm -hmm. We don't have that real data. So what I think is happening is that between the lockdown time and here, all these moratoriums and stuff like that happening, we're in complacency mode. I think government's keeping us alive, giving us our... uh, keeper benefits, all that sort of thing, and we're waiting to see are the borders going to get opened, are the shops going to open and all that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. the longer and longer we wait, the closer we get to this point here, which is everything runs out. Yeah. And I think at two months' time, with two months to go, people are going to go, shit, I really don't have a job. Yeah. And shit, I really don't, like I really can't sell. That's when I think panic's going to set in. Mm-hmm. And so, in July, we'll, a formal recession will be announced. Mm-hmm. And between July and August, the media is going to go ape shit about, "Oh my God, we're in a recession; the sky's falling." Um, and as soon as that happens, property mm-hmm. markets going to...
2: So that's your take. Um, and but what? How do you feel about releasing this kind of information? I guess if you know, the wheels stop turning, say I as somebody who was maybe going to invest goes, oh, I was going to buy something in July, but now if this is going to happen, I probably will hold off. And if more people hold off, is it going to be worse or like how do you you feel or do you feel it's one of those things where you kind of just need to go, these are the facts?
1: Well, you need to know the facts Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm a a huge study of lots of other people. So uh, Warren Buffett has uh, the expression be... Greedy when others are fearful, sorry, fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Yep. So people are about to get very fearful. They're about to mm-hmm. sell stuff. Um, and Australia is about to go on sale. Yep. But on the other side of that, they're actually looking at a, a V reco- recovery. So if I look at the RBA's projections, mm-hmm. this is what the RBA is projecting. So a massive drop off the cliff and then a, mm-hmm. a V recovery. So okay. we're, about to, we're about to drop off and then come back. Mm-hmm. So it's about timing the market. It's about understanding the risks. It's about knowing what can and can't be done. Uh, and it's about working with vendors to say, well, your prices have just fallen off the cliff, but I can show you how we can actually help you and help us all at the same time. What if we can hold your price points because you give us time? Um, that allows us to add value to the property. Um, by that time, the market's come back. Um, it's helped us with our cash flow. It's helped you retain your, your okay. uh, price point, um, win-win situations. So it's all about how do we work with vendors, uh, recognising what the market's doing. And
2: Okay. Yeah. So it's about when you start talking about fearful and people are going to panic. You're, you're generalising the the larger population, um, but not necessarily people who are informed and realise that, you know, not every downturn is a downturn forever. It doesn't keep going
1: down. So, so every downturn we've ever had in history has always recovered and gone past where where it came from. Mm-hmm. So it's about learning from those mistakes of uh, or those lessons of the past and using that to inform us in the decisions that we're making right now, so that we're making intelligent decisions. Mm-hmm. So um, risk is a risk is. Able to be mitigated when you're educated enough to know and understand the implications, and then you can make an informed decision. And so, it's really, it's really about making sure you are educated and making sure you are informed.
2: So, how accurate has the RBA been um, in the past? Do you know, or like, uh, do you one hundred percent trust error, it? Then. Like, obviously, yeah. There's always a margin for error, but.
1: Within a margin of error, but I mean, their margin of error—they've predicted a downside and they've predicted an upside. Mm-hmm. So this the pink is what they think is going to happen, mm-hmm. and then they've got their margin of error already built into their projections okay. to say well, it's somewhere in that range.
2: Okay. So
1: if you plan for worst case,
2: and mm-hmm.
1: everything up, everything from there is an, an upside.
2: Okay. Yeah, and because that looks like it's over a pretty short period—is that like six months?
1: Well, really? so this is where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so one year, two years, and mm-hmm. at two years' time, we'll we'll be just coming back to where we were. Okay. Now, if you think of uh, a typical townhouse or or mm-hmm. unit complex project, that's a two year project from start to finish.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we can be we can be doing projects with vendors and say. Well, I can protect your price point, but you have to wait till the tail end.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, no, that makes sense. So I'm just looking at this diagram and going, okay, so it's saying we're kind of nearing the bottom. We potentially um, would be at the bottom if it's the upside, the the yellow line. Would that be like July? Uh,
1: so, and
2: like that's sort of so like the best case scenario, the, down, the so worst the worst.
1: We're right here at the moment, yep. at that point there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, well, actually, we're probably more here. So that'll be July. Um, and then they're saying, well, the borders are opening, the um, mm-hmm. shops are opening, all that sort of stuff. Our, our economy should start to recover. Mm-hmm. The question is, how quickly will it recover? That's the problem. Yep. Yeah. And, and business confidence and consumer confidence you know, everyone's shell-shocked. They've just spent all their cash reserves. They've been sitting on the sidelines for a while. Mm-hmm. They're probably not going to do a lot of discretionary spend for a while. So, you know, people don't tend to go out and buy properties when they, you know, when they're not even going out for a, for a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, things are going to slow down definitely for a while. What And what is really interesting, if I go back to that timeline one, where is it? uh this one here if i go back to this let's just throw them all back on this is when the recession's going to hit mm-hmm. this is when people are going to start to panic this is the point where the moratorium stops for the bank saying well now you can uh defer all your mortgage repayments mm-hmm. at this point if you don't have a job and you still can't pay this is the point where the uh, the bank starts their insolvency processes. Okay. And so, so in October is when that insolvency process starts, and that'll take about twelve months. For, where people genuinely in hardship, and and the banks are predicting uh, about ten. I've actually got some stats here. So about uh, ten to fifteen percent of their. Um, Mortgage holders—they think are actually going to default on their loans. Okay. Um, so they've they've built in cash reserves right now to say, "Well, what are we actually going to do to deal with that?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that the bargains are actually going to come. They're going to start coming in about three months' time, and they're probably going to be uh, prolonged for about twelve months. Okay, there's going to be a whole whole bunch of them starting to come to the market over mm-hmm. over time. So there's opportunities for the savvy developer. To improve their cash flow and at the same time help people out who are actually financially struggling.
2: Yeah. So, do you think there'll be any more government incentives? So, um, I have seen that they have, at first there were rumors about a $50,000 first homeowner grant, and then now they're talking about a $40,000 grant. Do you So, so see there that will happening? be a. Yeah.
1: There'll be a range of government initiatives, but they'll stop being handouts and they'll start being hand ups. So there'll be initiatives that create jobs. Mm -hmm. So there'll be infrastructure projects and uh, incentives for people to actually build things. Um, So, you know, so that 50,000 grant that you're talking about is proposed Mm -hmm. and they're they're being lobbied uh, by a number of different sources to say, hey, we think this would actually create a lot of jobs. But housing construction industry is about ten percent uh, of the Australian workforce.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, if the government could incentivize that,
2: I don't have no idea what just happened. Then
1: the gist of where I was getting to, um, and I'm not sure what time you you dropped off, but if they keep JobKeeper going,
2: mm-hmm.
1: they're giving a handout, but but nobody's employed, so they're not paying tax, so that that money that goes out doesn't come back. If they instead do a hand up and create a job, that person's now employed, that person now pays tax, now, the, now that money gets paid back to the government.
2: Okay. So it all keeps going around.
1: So, so I, I don't think that we're going to see any, I don't think we're going to see any more job keeper or, or job seeker. I think it's going to be a lot more funding of infrastructure projects and, and incentivizing uh, jobs out in the workforce.
2: How are things going over at the property developer network with all of this going on
1: uh, really interesting times so what we're seeing is a, a bunch of activity with people trying to understand what's happening in the market there's mm-hmm. um, a lot of fear but there's also a lot of curiosity okay and what there there's a hunger for knowledge and a hung, a, a thirst for understanding what is actually happening so that they can take advantage of those opportunities that are sitting there because inevitably wherever there is, uh, I guess, a negative, there's also a positive. It's the mm-hmm. yin, yin and yang things. Yeah. Uh, and so they're looking for how do I turn the, this into a positive for me? Um, and there's a lot of ways to do that. Um, no money down deals, working with vendors, um, mm-hmm. improving your cash flow situations, um yeah, lots of different ways of managing that.
2: Yeah, sounds like it's time to get creative.
1: Absolutely. That is, when, when the chips are down, you, you, have to, you have to reinvent yourself and reinvent your business. Um, the businesses that are thriving have been able to pivot in this kind mm-hmm. of market, uh, and we're, we're needing to do that as well. They've reported that more than 20% of all mortgages are actually on mortgage relief at the moment. Okay. So they've asked for their mortgages to be deferred. Mm-hmm. So that's 20% of people that right now don't know if they can actually pay that. When we look at the unemployment rates, we've got the official unemployment rate, but then we've got the underemployment rate. So the mm-hmm. underemployment rate is matches that 20% almost perfectly. Um, so it's very clear from looking at those stats to say, well, a lot of those people just don't have the cash flow. So either yourself directly trying to pay your mortgage or if you've got an investment property and your tenant can't pay the rent, which then means you can't pay the mortgage. um, Either way, there's people that are struggling to pay. Um, And I think the impact of that, once the moratorium of loans runs out, um, Mm -hmm. it's then going to determine where we truly sit in our economy. Uh, And I think there's going to be a lot of people uh, trying to offload property um, at relatively cheap prices at that point in time, because they're struggling to actually pay the mortgage.
2: Mm-hmm. This might sound a bit sick, but are you excited?
1: I'm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you pre-qualified that with. That might sound a bit sick. I'm not excited at the opportunity of taking advantage of someone that that, mm-hmm. that goes against my psyche. What I am excited about is the fact that there are lots of opportunities that are going to present themselves where I think we can do win-win scenarios with our with our vendors. Where somebody is struggling to pay, mm-hmm. there, there are a range of solutions that I can offer them that will help me with my cash flow but also help them to protect their price point, which has just yeah. fallen off the side of a cliff. Yeah. And if they can afford time then I'm willing to pay money for time because you've Mm -hmm. heard the expression time is is money and that helps my cash flow helps to protect their price point because the market is going to drop and then the market is going to recover it always Mm -hmm. inevitably does recover and it's just can that vendor work with me during that time what can we do to help their cash flow can we subsidize their mortgage for the next two years while we're going Mm -hmm. through our development process can we Uh, Do a joint venture with them. Can we Mm -hmm. uh, get option contracts and those sorts of things? You know, can we do vendor finance? There's a lot of different ways that we can work with a vendor to say, I can help you out of that financial sticky situation
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and in doing that, protect you but also improve my cash flow. Yep. Um, And by protecting Mm -hmm. my cash flow, that means I can actually run more deals at the same time with the same Mm -hmm. amount of money. So I'm excited at... The number of opportunities that are created out of it not excited at I guess taking advantage of somebody yeah, that's other uh, people's a, misfortune a, yeah
2: yeah no and it's definitely not what I was trying to <laughs> it's sort of like it's one of those things where obviously somebody has to be struggling for there to be opportunity that's kind of how it goes <laughs>
1: I mean there's always an up and a down Um, there's always a black and a white you know every action has an equal opposite reaction so it's about understanding the dynamics of how that works and say well if I know what my solution is that I can provide that can help them then my positive can can help them out.
2: No, I love that that's a very good uh, way to be approaching it Well, Thank you Thank you so much for your time today, Rob. I have um, really appreciated it and I wish you all the best. I'm sure we'll Thank see you, you. again